We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pack a Day podcast, episode four fifty-one. I am Jason Perrone, along with my every other Saturday co-host, Mark Eckel. Mark, how's everything on the East Coast today? Pretty good. A little cloudy. Might might rain, but other than that, another beautiful day in paradise. All right. Very, very nice. I know we're getting into the fall, and, and I know winter is looming, but hopefully we can stave it off and, uh, and uh, to our brothers and sisters right. back home at Lambeau Field and in the Midwest. You don't so. get, You live in Arizona. There's no winter out there. No, I'm, but our, our audience, I mean, our audience is all over the place, and a lot of them are in the in the I Midwest. Think, and I, I, think, I, being, I think you're being a little cynical there to our audience, hoping that <laughs> when it gets to snowball, you're still in wearing shorts. In Phoenix? I am. It's actually beautiful out here today, uh, sure. no doubt, no doubt, but let's... Uh, Let's not wish winter on to, uh, to anybody too soon because, you know. I kind of like winter in Green Bay because I think, well, it used to give the Packers a big advantage. I don't know if it still does or not. Yeah, that's, you know, that's an interesting thing. I kind of like somebody to, to go through and do, like somebody who's a stat kind of, you know, guru, to go through and, and look at over the last, like, 15 years. Because remember when they were in the NFC Championship game in 96 and everybody was like, I mean, that was like the absolute top of their home field advantage. Yeah. And then you know now it's like everybody, everybody's on a level playing field. And, well, and what it is, I, I think a lot of that is coach. I really do. I think Holmgren was just, he didn't lose at home. 
He really right. did. He was right. just, his record at home. I, I mean, not a, I, I can look it up, but he was just good at home. And then Sherman eh, kind of started to wane a little bit. And then McCarthy, early on, he was good. But then his home record near the end was, I mean, my God, he, the game he got fired, he lost at home to Arizona. Yeah. Not a great look. And I remember being in the stands for his first home game ever against the Bears in 06, and they got shut out 26 nothing. That was Devin Hester's kind of coming out game. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a bummer. That's actually one, the only time that I've seen the Packers lose a game at Lambeau Field. So I've got a streak to uphold, and I will be attending another game this year. This I'm going to the Carolina game, so that's no gimme at all. I don't know. We'll see. That'll be a good game. Carolina, I, I see them a lot because I, I live here. Like, that's – if I don't if I'm not watching the Packers, it's – I'm, I'm watching the Panthers. And, yeah, uh, they're interesting. They're interesting. They're not a great team, but they're not. They're they're going to be fighting for, for for a playoff spot. Yeah, I'm not. I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be a fun one to preview and look at. Sure. Okay, Another couple weeks time, but uh, so it's Saturday, day before the game. So we are going to be talking about the injury update. And we got we got a uh, a healthy dose of of that this week, and it just seems like the Packers got a a long list of guys that are on the report. But then when you kind of eke it out on Friday, and and everything kind of washes out, then the reality is what it is. So we know Devontae Adams is going to miss this game, and and Savage is going to be out as well. So they're going to be without Adams. They're going to be without uh, without their top safety, and then Robert Tanyan is uh, I think he might have been listed as doubtful. I, he's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play. And I don't think – and Geronimo Allison is going to be probably right up to right up to when they have to declare the, the inactives. Um, sounds like they're going to wait and see. Um, again, I'm not sure that no one's re- reported this either way if he's out of concussion protocol yet. If he's, if he's not out of if – if he hasn't been cleared, then he, obviously he can't play. But even if he has been cleared, it doesn't mean he definitely can play either. The Packers may want to may, may want to side on the um, on the caution side and, and keep him out a week, which I think they're going to do. I would be surprised if Allison plays. Yeah, when he's listed with both, he's listed with the chest and concussion. I mean, he took a he took a pretty good shot in that game. So yeah, so I mean, I mean, again, I we were on this too. I didn't think they could beat the Cowboys without Adams, and they they found a way, and then they found a way to beat the Lions. Um, so I'm not going to doubt them, but man, they are their 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 arsenal of weapons is certainly de, de, depleted right now. Yeah, they're getting thin. So they went out this week inside Ryan Grant, good who's, move. Yeah, who spent some time with the Raiders. So Mark, in your expert opinion, because you've been around football for a long time, Ryan Grant, a good fit for the offense, or hey, he knows what the Raiders run and he might be helpful on the scouting side. Well, a little bit of both. I mean, he, he certainly, I'm sure they're picking his brain a little bit. Mike Pettin's probably had him, probably talked to him more than he's talked to any wide receiver since he's been coaching here. But, um, yeah, I mean, teams do that all the time. And, and Oakland's doing the same thing. John Gruden's doing the same thing with Trevor Davis out in Oakland. Ask him, him all about the Packer offense. I mean, it's just what coaches do all the time. But, now, this wasn't a one-week pickup. Um, I know the, the Ryan Grant I know is the one that played for the Redskins, who I when, you know I saw him a couple times a year when the Redskins played the Eagles. Um Again, he's not going to – he's not a – he wouldn't have been available if he was a great player, right, or even a very good player. But he's an NFL player. He's a he's a serviceable wide receiver. Uh, he's smart, runs good routes. Um, you know, he's been in the NFL. He's better right now than a, than, than Darius Shepard and um, 
Kumaral, and you know he, he gives them a guy that's been there. You know what I'm saying? He you know he's been in the league. Shepard looked starstruck last week. He wasn't ready. He certainly was not ready for that kind of game on Monday Night Football, and it showed in his play. He had two terrible plays. Um, you know, he's Grant's going to have to play if Allison's out. Um, you're going to have to play Lazard, Scantling, and Grant will probably be the three with, with um, you know, they're, they only have four. Shepard would be, I mean, that's it, right? It, it, yeah. if, if Allison's out, they only have four healthy wide receivers, and they only have three healthy tight ends, one of whom is Evan Bayless, who hasn't played a snap this year, right? So, or maybe a couple snaps here and there. Um, that's a depleted group, so Grant is going to have to make a, he's going to have to play and play well this week, actually. Yeah, he's going to play some meaningful snaps, and I and, and everyone's on the Lazard train, and I I like what he did against the Lions. I just I don't you can't count on on that every week from him yet until you see it, and we haven't seen anything yet. Well, I'm going to say one thing about Alan Lazard, and I didn't know I was working for Bob McGinn Football at this time last year, and Bob's a guy that I I have a lot of respect for. I mean, you talk about me being being around a long time. Bob has me by a few years, and yeah. of the Packers all those years. Uh, when they signed him. It was like late last year, right? But about a, um, like a month ago, yep. season uh-huh. or something. Yep. they picked him up. And and if, if anybody, I'm sure most of our listeners know who Bob is, and they've read him for years. Bob isn't always, you know, he's somewhat critical at times. And when when it's warranted, um, he was he wrote a glowing little paragraph or two about Lazard when they signed him, saying, "Hey, this is a good pickup. This guy can play." And I was like, "Really, Alan Lazard?" I to be honest, I didn't know maybe more than two things two things about him. But I remember Bob being very thinking that was a very good pickup and I and he, as you know he puts a lot of time into the draft series that he does so he must have had his notes from when he was coming out of Iowa State um so he really liked them and then yeah you know like a lot of these young receivers they had good preseasons I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers likes them. even more than Bob McGinn liking him I think it's more important that Aaron Rodgers likes him because yeah. if yeah. Rodgers likes you he's going to throw the ball to you and yeah. Rodgers you know Got him in the game. It sounds like you know Rogers campaigned for him to, to put him in, and then he threw him the ball what three, four times, and he caught them all and won the game. So uh, right, right now, it's all you got. <laughs> so he th- well, he threw it to him. He threw it to him in a huge spot. So let me ask you this, because I know there's a lot of talk about Rogers and his preferences with receivers and chemistry and all that kind of stuff. Is it really that exclusive to Aaron Rodgers, or are most quarterbacks that way? Oh. Not at all. No, people. Th- no, don't be pigeonholed like that. I mean, every. I mean, Randall. I'll, I'll go back in time for you. Covering the Eagles, Randall, Randall Cunningham had guys that he liked, and guys he didn't like. Not. I shouldn't say didn't like, but didn't trust. Mm-hmm. Um, Donovan McNabb, even way more, way, way more. Donovan had guys he just wouldn't even look at. They had to be wide open for him to throw him the ball, and even sometimes then he would, if someone else was even was a little bit open. And receivers knew it, and they were they would talk about it sometimes, you know, on and off the record. Um, so no, yeah, no. The quarterbacks that I've covered, and that's the two I've covered primarily. And that I don't think I, I think I think you have to establish yourself first, like Aaron Rodgers certainly has, and like a Randall Cunningham did, and like a Donovan McNabb did. And then you can say, listen, I like I'm thrown to this guy. Favre did it. I mean, Favre early on, especially. I mean, he threw the Sterling Sharp every play. Yeah, I have to wonder there, though, with Favre, if that wasn't, I mean, a ma- almost kind of like a mandated thing, although it was Holmgren. Holmgren's a smart coach, but they didn't really have a ton of other guys. And then, wasn't it Favre, though, that kind of 
kind of started throwing to the open guy. It didn't matter what the name on the back of the jersey was. Yeah, more after the short. Well, it's, it's funny. And Andy Reid and I actually went a few times we've talked and, and when we got along, which wasn't often. Um, we'll talk about more about him. Oh, no, I won't be with him. Um, but he um, he said, I'll never forget this conversation. He said one of the best things that happened to Brett Favre and the Packers was, unfortunately, when Sharp got hurt because Favre felt he had to throw to Sharp. And, you know, I'm good. I'm better. An offense is at its best when it's when it's versatile and when it has more than one major weapon. And when Sharp left, then it became Robert Brooks and Antonio Freeman and Chamora, and then the ball started getting spread around everywhere. And that's when the team really went from a wild card first round win a first round game lose to a Super Bowl team it was when they were able to spread it around more and get everybody involved. Yeah. I remember that. I definitely remember that. And then they took off because the following year, I mean, Sharp got hurt in 94, right? And then 95 and 96, and then, uh, you know, off to the races from there. So, I mean, I say all that to say that you've got, you know, you've got some guys that Rodgers probably has some some trust issues with here. Like you said, Darius Shepard, that yeah. that catch, you know, that, that drop, uh, which it's got to go down as a drop, a drop near the goal line. That's, that's the kind of thing right there that just, it, it simply cannot happen. And I have to wonder if, when Adams comes back and you get Geronimo healthy again and they've got their entire depth chart available to them, you know, if Ryan Grant plays well this week, do the Packers consider maybe trying to get Shepard back on the practice squad, get him some more time to just build up his confidence and keep to keep yeah. Grant? I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. I agree with all those. Shepard, he needs time. If, well, you're not going to have to cut anybody. So I no, no, right. I would think you. I mean, if there's somebody else becomes available and you pick him up, yes, then I would try to get Shepard on. Shepard needs time. I mean, a, listen, he came out of a, a, a what do they call it? FCS, or I still call it one double A. That's a big jump for, and he's a kid. I mean, he wasn't. Keep in mind, not only wasn't this kid drafted, he wasn't even signed by like, yeah. after the draft. So he's. I mean, he's taken a major. The fact that he's in an NFL that has an NFL uniform is a major accomplishment in its own right. So. He just needs time. I'm not ready to get rid of him and say, you know, he's never going to be any good. I mean, that's that's you can't do that off, off one game, um, you know. But the, to me, the punt was worse than the the drop at the goal line was kind of a fluke. I mean, it he slipped the ball. He, he should have still caught the ball, but he didn't, and it bounces in the air. And the guy, I mean, that's that's bad luck. That, that's bad. That's a bad play with some bad luck, and it. Thank God it didn't cost him the game, but it could have. The punt was just stupid. Yeah, the punt was a kid nervous. Like I said, playing on Monday Night Football, division game, big spot. First of all, call for just call for the fair catch. Second, don't try to catch a ball like that. I mean, he did everything that you could do wrong on that play. He did wrong. Yeah, and then was and then and then he compounded it a little bit because then after that he was scared. He fought every other punt he fair caught when he had a little bit of room to run. So he was kind of scared. He played scared after that fumble. And you can't play scared in the NFL either. That's no, that's no way to play play the game. So he was just he's got to get that out of him. And um, I'm, I guess he's still returning punts this week, right? That's what that's what Matt Lafleur told us. I would imagine so. I mean, you know, the the interesting thing is is that um, I certainly didn't return kicks when I played. I know that you've got the play in front of you, but you've got a lot going on when you're catching a punt. So the awareness on the field is where am I? What's the situation? What, you know, what side of the field am I on? What's the what's the marker? 
and calling for the fair catch versus not. What has he been coached to do? Trevor Davis had some of those issues too. I mean, he fielded oh, a punt. God. Didn't he? He didn't field a punt in the end zone. Oh, I mean, so Trevor Davis I, as a punt returner, I did. I didn't like Trevor Davis. As a punt yeah. I know he had some explosiveness, but he he made mistake. Oh God, yeah, he was. Oh, he drove me crazy. Kick returner, I liked him. See, kick returns a lot easier than punt returns. People don't understand. People think it's the oh, same. Oh, sure. No, 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 no. No, no. Very different. It, it's two different positions. I, I've talked to players about that through the years, how some guys won't do punts. Some guys, no, I'm not doing punts. I'll do kickoffs all, all day, but I'm not doing punts. And, and some other guys like doing punts better. So um, it's just, but it's a totally different kickoff. Nowadays, I mean, 90% of the kickoffs don't even get returned anymore, right? Right. I mean, right. And if it, uh, well, and, well, and on that note, well, go ahead. No, I'm saying the Lions were one team last week that they they kind of didn't kick. They made Shepard bring the kicks back, and he didn't get any of them to the 25, I don't think. Yeah, no, he didn't. No, he definitely did not. Um, you know, my, my big thing is if you're going to bring the ball out, you know, obviously you should take it to at least the 25 or beyond in a perfect world. But yeah. if you're going to take if you're going to take the ball out, you better at least get to the 20 yard line. Otherwise, you know, you're 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 in the doghouse. I agree. Especially now that now that they're giving you the ball to 25, let it go in the end zone, take it on 25, be happy. Well, on the Raiders side of things, so on that note, sticking with with the whole uh, Trevor Davis thing. Dwayne Harris, the kick returner for the Raiders, is questionable. I don't know if he's going to play or not. If he can't go, then Trevor Davis is going to return kicks against the Packers. Uh, you know, and, and again, like, like I said, though, how many is he going to re- return? Almost Crosby's been pretty good at touchbacks. Yep. The one bad one, one real bad one against the uh, the Eagles. That yeah. Kind of, I think turned that whole that whole whole game around when they were yeah. up ten nothing, and he, he he didn't get it to the end zone. And Miles Shepard, the rookie from Penn State, brought it back sixty six yards, and that to me that woke the Eagles. The Eagles were the Eagles were asleep. It was ten nothing. They did nothing on offense. Packers scored twice, and that kickoff just gave them life. They I mean they started at the thirty something. They went in and scored, made it ten seven, and then they were right, they were right back in the game. So that was one that I wish Crosby would have kicked out of the end zone and might have been a different game but who knows yeah and more often than not he's going to be pretty steady as a kicker and kickoff guy but yeah, uh, that was one bad one you know yeah, and I don't know. My, I'm never a fan of letting a guy return it. I've just been so snake bitten by the Packers special teams and the terrible coaching that Ron Zook brought over the last four or five years. That you know, I'm still in that mindset of like I don't like it at all when a guy brings the ball out because I just. <laughs> yep, I'm with you on that. Just give me the ball to 25 and I'll be happy. And yeah, and, just call it a day because your defense. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard or not, or if you've seen Mark, but the the Packers defense this year is is a little bit of a thing. So I would trust them. Not bad, huh? <laughs> those Smith guys are playing well. Well, they're not bad. So we so we talked about some of the pass catchers. Um, Robert Tanya is listed as doubtful. He's probably not going to play. No, that's a shame. Right. That kid makes plays. He does. Well, he I'm does. Not he's a great tight end yet, but he'll make a play a game for you. And that, and, that, and they could. Use, and right now, they, that's it's. A, he picked the worst time to get hurt. I mean, he really could use him now as a receiver. You know. Yeah. You know, he almost had a touchdown against the Broncos. You know, he, he gets behind his guy, um, just doesn't catch up with the ball. But uh, when he's back, it's going to be helpful. Be- it was a nice play. Yeah, well, he it was phenomenal. I mean, that was just as good of a – I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to the throw. Uh, just as good of a catch as it was a throw. And and I like Tanya's attitude, though. He's he's a gamer. I mean, he he's you know he's a fiery kind of guy. I just I like that kind of stuff on the field. You know, I'm looking forward to. I mean, probably not till next year, but I'm looking forward to seeing him and um, 
him and uh, Sternbrenner as the as the two tight ends. Yeah, so Sternbrenner practiced this week, and and I don't know what's the rule then. How long do they have before they have to decide whether they're going to bring him back? Well, he practices for two weeks, and then it's up to them. They, that after the two weeks, since they did they designated him to return, so after two weeks they either activate him or leave him on IR for a year. And it sounds like they're going to activate him. They wouldn't. Have brought yeah, him. I I think they would too. But so if they if for some reason they don't choose to activate him, but they designated him for return, do they lose one of their two? Yep. Okay. That's why he's definitely coming back. I mean, they wouldn't. I'm sure the medical, you know, they they know he's ready. He's probably ready to come back. From a health standpoint, he's probably able to play this week. But the rule is you have to sit if you're going into reserve. You have to wait eight weeks. So, um, like he practiced full this week. He's he's practicing. So he's, yep. a, he's he's hell. He's probably the healthiest guy on the re- receiver on the team right now. <laughs> well, and sticking with that, Marquez Valdez Scantling is what? you know he it didn't look good and he didn't practice much uh, or at all this week. But he's going to be given up till game time to go. Uh, if if he can go though, I would hope that they make a smart decision because I, I don't know if sixty percent MVS is is worth putting out there versus giving him an extra week to get healthy and having him ready to go from next week and beyond. I agree with what you're saying, but even if he plays, I mean, if he's not 100%, even if you put him out there as a decoy, just let him run around a little bit. Yeah. And teams have to, you know, you have to follow him, right? You have to, I mean, they they don't have anybody. <laughs> you have to put, you have to line up with somebody. I mean, unless they just go three tight end, two tight, you know, they're going to listen. Bottom line for both of these teams this this week is the running games. Jones and Williams are going to have to run well, like they both like they have the past two weeks. They're both going to catch some passes, like they have the last couple weeks. Um, and same with the Raiders. You know, their their rookie back Jacobs is going to get a lot of carries. Packer run defense. It was bad for a couple weeks last week. It was it was it was excellent. Um, we we need to see the Packers put up the run defense that they had against the Lions last week. And I think they can. I, I think they'll they'll concentrate on the run with the Raiders receivers being. I, I think King and Alexander can can match up pretty well, man to man with the Raiders wide receivers. Um, and then just go after you know go after Jacobs, key, key on him, stopping the run. This is going to be an old fashioned. This could be one of them old fashioned run the ball, you know, low scoring defensive minded kind of games. Absolutely. No, I think that's true. The other thing, too, is... With that you said, it would probably be 35-31, right? 51-45. Well, you won't have... Uh, if you don't have MVS out there, though, one of the things I, I worry about, and I know that Oakland's defense is not the you know the burners that you have to necessarily worry about. I mean, they're a professional defense, but they're not you know top-rated. But if you don't have MVS out there, you would think that if the receivers aren't as much of a, of a threat... You know, like you said, Ryan Grant has to have a good game. The other reason why is because if you don't, they can key on those running backs in the passing game, and you take that away. That's been a big staple of the Lafleur offense so far. So far, that could that could potentially hamper a little bit. But if they can run the ball, they solve that problem anyway. Right, exactly. And you know, one thing that you know, the Packer offense to me has gotten it's getting better. I, I see different things every week that, I, that I'm starting to like. I mean, and, and you knew this was going to happen. This is not like a revelation. A new coach, new offense, new offense, some, some new players in there. Um, it was going to take. It wasn't going to be. And they didn't play at all in preseason for whatever God knows why. Because nobody nobody plays in preseason anymore. So it was going to take some time to get on the same page with guys. And that chem, you know, I hate, I hate to use that word, but chemistry and all that. Um, but but I'm starting to see different. 
I'm starting to like more and more what I see every week. And I think this offense, you know, they keep winning it by, you know, if they're in the playoffs, playoff time, this offense could be pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's the key. I mean, the bye week is still four games away, so there's a lot that can happen between now and then to get them a little bit extra rest. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just, you know, I'm like I told you, I'm amazed they won. They beat two pretty good teams without Devontae Adams. I didn't know. I didn't think. I'm not sure that was possible. But they did. So that tells me something right there. Aaron Rodgers is, and again, he's not putting up the monster numbers that people look for nowadays because everybody plays fantasy. Um, but he's playing well. Aaron Rodgers is playing very well. Mm-hmm. And he's winning, you know, you know, bottom line is for the most important numbers, five and one. Absolutely. Yeah. Get and it done. Like, and like you said, the, the inter- you know, he, he's thrown two interceptions this year, and both of them could have been touchdowns or close to touchdowns. Both yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of when the ball I, – I don't like that when the ball gets tipped up, the quarterback gets nabbed for a pick. But you know, It is what it is. I know yeah. Yeah, it makes up for the ones that the a cornerback drops or something like that. Right? Yeah, that's true. So on the the only other one on the Packers side, Kenny Clark's listed as questionable, but it sounds like from what Mike Pettin said, his injury isn't very serious, and he's probably going to suit up on Sunday, which is good. He's been a little down the past couple of weeks. Are you seeing anything on Clark that, yeah. that makes? I don't think he's healthy. I think he's been. I think he's playing through some nagging injuries that you know people don't understand. These guys they get beat up and. I give guys credit, like like Kevin King. People say Kevin King didn't didn't play well last week. Well, he didn't he had, he didn't play as well as he had been playing. But he wasn't. There's no way in the world he was 100 percent last week. And he gutted it out. He didn't come off the field. He played. Yeah, he gave up a couple big plays, but he was out there. And he and, he, and, he, and by the end of the game, guess what? He was playing pretty well. Um, Kenny Clark, same thing. I mean, he's, give these guys credit. I mean, Kenny Clark plays a lot of snaps. Yeah, he does. Probably too many. Um. But you're right. He's not making that impact that we're used to seeing that, that he made the first. I, I think the first three games he played, like Kenny Clark, we come to see every, you know, what we expect. Last three, I don't think he's been 100%, and I think he needs a bye week, too. He, he, he needs to get some rest. Um, but the Packers need, and I don't think they're going to get it this week. They need a good old-fashioned blowout where they can take everybody out. And, yeah. You know, I'm not sure there's any of them on the schedule, though. I was just going to say that would be helpful to get some guys some extra rest, but you know, hopefully they can gut through and, and make it happen. I mean, on the Raiders, well, on the Raiders side of things, um, so a couple guys. So defensive end Arden Key is out. He's a name, but I haven't seen a lot of lot from him so far this season. So I don't know how big of an impact he's going to make for the for the Raiders with him being out. So I mean, he is a starter. So that's you know, a guy that's they're one man down there. Williams is the big one for him, the wide receiver, right? Tyrell Williams, yeah. So he's so he's their leading receiver. He isn't their leading pass catcher. That's tight end Darren Waller, who we'll talk about in a second. But Tyrell Williams, he only has 17 catches, but he's got four touchdowns so far this season. He won't play this week. No, he's your, yeah, he's your playmaker, and that's a big you know that's a that's a loss. That's that's a big loss for them. Just like you know the guys being out for the Packers are lost. Um, like I said, Trevor Davis is going to have to play. Zay, Zay Jones, who they picked up from from Buffalo in the trade. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he hasn't done much for them. But I mean, he's not a. I loved him coming out of college. He just hasn't. He had a, he had a one decent year. I think his rookie year with the Bills wasn't bad, and he had some off the field stuff that kind of kind of plagued him a little bit. I think. And um, he's a good possession type receiver, though. The Packers, if, if he's out there, the Packers have to be be aware of him. And then the Raiders are missing their um, their uh, top tackle too, right? Trent Brown. So this is interesting. Trent Brown. So he's listed as doubtful. He's probably not going to play. 
seventh rounder out of Florida in 2015, and he's one of their best tackles. So you got to give some credit to, I think that was Reggie McKenzie, right? Yeah, it was still McKenzie then. Yeah. He's not a bad player. I mean, he might, again, he's, he's, he's a starting, he's a starting tackle. So as I, it's funny. People would always ask me, well, you know, how good is he? I'm like, well, he's better than the guy backing him up or the guy or he wouldn't be ahead of him, right? So I don't, I don't know how good Trent Brown is, but he's pretty good and he's, he's certainly better than a guy that's going to take his place. So again, that's where the Packers have to, you know, that could, that could affect their run game with Brown out and it could, it could certainly affect David, um, you know, Derek Carr's pr- pr- protection there, you know. I mean, um, I think I think both Smiths are going to be arguing over who who gets to go against the new guy, right? No, yeah, I, well, I think so. That's what I was just going to say. I think Preston Smith, if they stick with the formation, Preston Smith could have him, himself one hell of a game. Now the Raiders, with everybody healthy on the offensive line, because they've also got uh, Meathead Richie Incognito up there. They've actually kept Carr pretty clean. They they give up. They don't give up a lot of pressure typically. But with with Brown being out, that whole equation could be out the window. And Dave Jackson is probably going to play, but he's a little banged too. Their guard. Yep. He's a, he's a good player. Gabe Jackson, I like a lot. Uh, any thoughts on Richie Incognito, and do we hope that he doesn't kill somebody in this game? You know, I did a story about him. I don't know a couple. Of, when, it wasn't that long ago. He was with the Bills. He. Uh, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to get into all that, but he couldn't have been nicer to me. On the, I, I interviewed him with probably about a half hour or so interview on the phone. Couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been more gracious. Couldn't have been. I forget what the story was about. It was something that he was doing uh, in Buffalo. I, 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 I'm amazed when I hear the stuff he does because that's not the guy that I talked to. And again, it was only a half hour out of a day, you know. Um, but yeah, he's he's got issues. There's no doubt about that. Not a bad player though. I mean, he's not a bad player at all. Yeah, he's no, he's good. He's been around for a long time. There's a reason, but he's also been on a lot of teams. There's a reason for that too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, his, I don't, we don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Richie Incognito's off the field stuff, but it's pretty well documented. He's he's done some weird stuff. Yeah, he's got some he's got some things going on. Well, as far as injuries go, I think that's you know, his name does not fit him. Yeah, <laughs> he's very well known, very much out there. So I, I guess I just want to ask. I know this isn't injury related, but the you know in the past, and I, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm getting tired of myself thinking of it too. I've got to recalibrate my brain and realize it's a new Packers team. But the the tight ends have seemingly been an issue for the defense for a long time. Not this season. So you got Darren Waller now, who's got this big contract extension. He leads the team. He leads the Raiders with 37 catches. He hasn't found the end zone yet, but the Packers have to find a way to mitigate him. And I have to wonder if. Uh, this isn't Tremont Williams' assignment this week, or, or how you see them tackling, covering that guy. Um, depends how they line up, I guess. I mean, you would think Oren Burks, if he's out there, that's going to be his assignment. Um, or one of the safeties. Um, Sullivan, I think, covered. Did he cover the tight end? Was was he on hockey? A little bit. Yep. Yep. A little bit. And did a decent job on. Hawkinson, you know, he's a, what was he, the ninth pick of the draft or eighth or ninth? Where did the Lions take him? I know yeah, he, no, it was it was early. It was before the definitely before ten. Yeah, um, and he had one catch, but he really, I mean, you can't say he was a factor in the game. So Sullivan did a nice job on him. Um, so I'm guessing it'll, it'll it'll either be Burks, Sullivan, or a combination of both. Yeah, well, Hawkinson took himself out of the, out of the Packers game. He dropped the ball in the end zone. You can't do that. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, tight ends have. They, you know, God, we can 
that's still, you know, I was just talking to a friend earlier, a Packer, who's a big Packer fan. Where I, to me, this this defense is a big time inside linebacker away from being a really, really, really good defense. You know, and everybody's talking about the receiver group and and what the Packers might do to continue to address that. And it's like, okay, I guess if you if you want to do that, but look at that factor right there. I mean, you add that piece. And it doesn't matter who's catching the ball on the other side because you might only have to score 17, 20 points a game literally to win. Yeah, I think they're, I think, you know, whether they, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to draft one or sign one or, but put a, put a big time inside linebacker on this defense. Look out. Cause the, cause the, cause the line is, once Clark gets back to being Clark, that line's going to be good. The, the edge rushers, I mean, all the way down off, and they have four good, two great ones. And, the two backups aren't bad. The secondary is so much improved; it's it's ridiculous. Um, I read somebody I don't know if it was Ross or Andy. One of the guys wrote something. I I I said, "Wow, he's right." That I think it was Andy um, that said uh, Sullivan and Redmond, the two backup safeties, really when when Savage is is, is healthy, are better than the Packers' starting safeties from, from a year ago. And I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. That was a great point. No, I, I, yeah, I think so. Well, obviously they they made changes. They've got two new guys out there this season, so the Packers obviously agree with that. And, and Raven Green, I mean, who got hurt, he was playing. That's who would have covered the tight end if he didn't get hurt. I well, he's. I have to hope. I have to hope Sternberger's one guy. I have to hope Raven Green's the second guy if he's able to come back. That's what I'm hoping. I, 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 that would be my hope that he would be the second guy. I mean, who are the other possibilities? Oh gosh, Lane Lane Taylor, but I don't think he's coming back. No, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've heard of a guy named Elton Jenkins, but I think the left guard <laughs> position is pretty is pretty is pretty good shape. Yeah, but I mean, I'd rather have Lane Taylor than Lucas Patrick as my backup. I think yeah. maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. Lucas Patrick, he's not, he actually did okay at center. But um, who else is? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember who else is on injury reserve that could come back. I, well, EQ can't because he was too soon, and I don't know if anybody else has been put on IR. I think it's that. I think it's Green, Patrick, and Sternberger, right? Or Lane Taylor. Yeah, right. I'm sorry, Taylor, not being it. Yeah, so I would think as of right now, it would be Green. If he's healthy, I mean, you know, it's not just who you want to come back. It's are they able to, you know? Well, and to your point, so in the draft this year, actually, uh, you know, Rashad Gary still got time, and he could turn into a great, a good player. I'm not sure. You know, we'll see. But the guy that I had my eye on that I kind of wanted was Devin Bush. And if they had they drafted Devin Bush, given the fact that the the Smiths have hold, held down the pass rush and they haven't really needed Gary to be an every down player and be a star yet, you know he could have been that inside guy you're talking about. And this defense with a guy like that I'm, look out phenomenal. I I don't want I didn't want to bring that up, but <laughs> I like either Devin. Now the one was gone, right? But, yeah. yeah, Smith was with the, uh, yeah he was he was drafted, but uh, you know would have could have should have. But uh, the Packers, I mean they'll. They'll have their chance. You know, the unfortunate, I think the way the season is going so far can change, but the, the fortunate problem that we're going to have is that they're not going to be picking 12th this, this next year. They're going to be in the 20s, it looks like. So I'm kind of, I was kind of hoping for 32. 32, right, exactly. 32 is still, it's still out there. It's still out there. And, I, you know, I will, I will, I will say this, because um, I want to get your take on this. Don't you think the NFC is pretty wide open? Wow. Oh, it's, it couldn't be more wide open. I mean, it, there's, there's legitimately eight teams, I think, right now that, if you told me any one of these eight teams was going to the Super Bowl, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you're. Oh, you're. No, there's no way. Well, I mean, nope. the history wouldn't sit, wouldn't support it. But you could argue that 
three teams in our own division fit that potential category. Sure. Oh, I, 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 got to, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, the Vikings and Bears, they're certainly Super Bowl. They think they're Super Bowl contenders, and, and, and they should. Those three, I think, you know, I know the Cowboys and Eagles are both three and three and not playing well, but, you know, in the playoffs, who knows, right? I think the Seattle certainly, New Orleans certainly, um, the Rams, the Rams, I mean, they, they're three and three, but they're out making moves. They're, they're trading their future for Jalen Ramsey and yeah. doing all other things. Um, uh, the 49ers are undefeated, for God's sake. And I still don't believe in them, but they're undefeated, so they must be good. Yeah, and you got the you know the Eagles are going to get another big test this week. They play at Dallas. Yeah, the winner of that is in first place. The loser is going to be under five hundred. But it's, it's why I just think the NFC in all my years, I, there's no I don't even know. I guess the Vegas has the Saints as the favorite. But I that's, don't. That's, I that's that, well, that's that was maybe before the season. That's still interesting because Teddy's doing okay, but I don't know if he can hold on for a long time. But they're still the favorite. Well, Breeze will be back, they think, right? Yeah, yeah, eventually. I just think the Saints, they've had, I mean, maybe maybe the fate will be on their side this year, but, I mean, two years ago, I thought they were the best team in the NFC. And the the Minnesota Miracle beat them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then last year, I thought they were the best team. And the (laughs) non-call beat them. How many times can you go to the well? You know, eventually the well's dry, right? I don't. I don't. Yeah, know. it's just the NFL's. The NFL's. Now they're waiting bad to happen to them. I think almost. You know, when they're in the playoffs, they're going to like. I think in, in the back of their mind is all right. How are we going to lose this one? <laughs> Which is not how you want to approach. You know, I, I, the Packers have been that team before, and, and you could see it, and it used to drive me up the wall. And I, that's what I like about this year's team is they don't think that way. Well, it's a new team. It really is. I mean, this isn't. Other than Aaron Rodgers, I mean, this is a, it's a new coaching staff. Um, the stars are different. Other than Rodgers, it's the stars of the team are different. Right. Not defense. The defense is all new. Babe. I mean, you know, Clay Matthews is gone. Nick Perry's gone. Ha-Ha Clinton Dix is gone. Mike Daniels is gone. I mean, that, that was the nucleus of those teams that, that you're talking about. They're all gone. Now it's the, it's the Smiths. It's, it's Savage. It's... Um, Dean Lowry, it's Kenny Clark, it's it's a, it's a different group, uh, t- totally on on defense and offense. I mean, Adams wasn't he was just coming along at that point, you know, on the teams that you're talking about. The running Jones and Williams weren't even there, so it's 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 Aaron Rodgers and, and it's a new cast. If he has a new cast all around him and a new, a totally you know new new front office, new everything. Hey, I don't rip Ted Thompson because he did a lot of good things early. I think. His health caught up to him late, and it, it affected his his decision making at times. But even at his even at his prime, he's not signing Ryan Grant this week. Yeah, he's, he's taking the guy off the practice squad. Yeah, no doubt. This guy, this guy acts like Ron Wolf, where he's always tinkering with the with the bottom of the roster, always looking for somebody to come in and and, and help. And that's how you got to play this day in in, in the NFL. No, I like it. It's a much needed change. It's a very welcome change too. And not saying what Ted didn't did didn't work. I mean, they won a Super Bowl with him, and they had com- competitive teams every year. But you wonder how many, and it's it's you know kind of the eye roll thing. But you wonder how many like seasons were just one piece away or one simple move away that didn't get made. But he made enough to win a championship. And I, I mean, Ted Thompson's he's going to be in the Packers Hall of Fame, and he oh. deserves all the accolades he gets. Yes. Just he, at the end, it, it, things went bad. But he, you know, 
Yeah, he did a great job early on. Great, great drafter. Well, talking about so talking about the NFC being wide open, one thing that um, I wanted to end with is there's nothing you can do about it. Injuries are part of the game, but I personally am in the camp of I am extremely bummed out. I wanted the Packers to get a big test against the Chiefs on the road. Now I'm not overlooking the Raiders game. You know they may or may not win this game this weekend. I have no idea, but I was looking for them to get a big test on the road against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. It's not going to happen now. Mahomes got good news; his injury isn't long term, but he's not going to play next week. Kind of a bummer. No, no. See, I'm the opposite. I was. <laughs> I, hate, I, I don't refer. No, listen. I don't want everyone, anybody to get hurt. Sure. But, but if you're going to get hurt, get hurt the week before you play me. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm serious. I, I, I was like. God, I hope he's not hurt bad. I hope he misses like one game. One game. Now he's missing three. But I, I, when he got hurt, I was like, man, I hope it's not out for a year. I hope it's not. You know, I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. But if he misses a game, I'm okay with that. Listen, I want to win, and <laughs> it's going to be a lot easier to beat Kansas City without him in there. Yeah, that's. Hey, come back next week and beat the Vikings. I'll be, I'll be all for you. But yeah, that's true. Again, that's true. Again, well, I'm, you never know. You never so, know. I mean, even though it's Matt Moore, it's still the rest of the. It's still a road game. So oh, I mean, it's, oh, that's. Hey, listen, that's not a don't pencil that one in as a win. You still got to beat Kansas City. I mean, on the road, it's not going to. It, it got easier without Mahomes. I mean, you know, again, you're a nice guy. I'm. I'm the old selfish guy. I want. I don't want anybody. I want. I want everybody to miss games against me. <laughs> I want. I, I want to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl and Brady to get. Twist his ankle the week before in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> well, they probably they, they, the Patriots would probably try to find. They probably have him cloned, and, and there's like a a clone of Tom Brady in some cryogenic uh, chamber at some point. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll 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 leave you with uh, with this note. When, when when I covered Eagles way back in the day, when when Buddy Ryan was the head coach, Buddy used to tell the players before a game, "Hey," uh, or he would tell his defense, "Hey." Um, I heard they got a good backup quarterback over there. Let's find out. There you go. <laughs> Meaning, let's knock the starter out, right? But yeah, right. <laughs> so I'll I'll leave you with that. No, that's awesome. Different times, absolutely. The old the old uh, savvy vet, Buddy Ryan. Um, all right, awesome stuff, Mark. Well, you can find Mark's stuff over at Packer Report. He does some great work over there uh, with the team that Ross has assembled, and I am over at Cheesehead TV. Packers Raiders on Sunday. And go pack go. We will talk to you next time.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.